All right, ladies and gentlemen, we return yet again. Bit of bit of energy at the top this time because on this week's episode, I got a real excitable boy. But that's all right. We'll get to we'll get to him soon. Uh, it's late late September in London, which means it's pretty much winter again by Australian standards. I got to wear a jacket most of the time, which is fine. I don't mind. I don't mind layers. I can get around that. But the the whole the whole seasonal change really gets you on the on the sunset because in in a London summer the sun's setting around like nine thirty, even like ten p.m. at the height of it, and then it just switches real quick. That's the thing. Like Australia is kind of like a place that's pushed all the way to the bottom of the world. It's a long way from a lot of stuff, and all the all the seasonal things I find are very gradual. You know, it gets it gets hot slowly. It gets cold, even slower, right? And then like the day change, apart from like actual daylight saving where you've set the clock back, it's all pretty much the same shit. But here, it just switches on you real quick. You're like, holy shit, these days are so long. And then suddenly you're walking around in the dark and you're confused. I say that because last night I tried to, I tried to do like a romantic thing with my, with my girlfriend because she finished her first job and she's about to get a new job. So I was like, hey, let's do a picnic but like at night, you know, because you can do that here. You can do like a night picnic, but it's like 7, 7 p.m. And then I got all the stuff and I was waiting for her. Then I looked at the, the weather report because I'm that kind of that kind of old motherfucker now. I just check the weather occasionally just to see how things are going to be. And uh, it was like, hey, the sun's going down in seven minutes. Good luck, cunt. And I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, basically by the time she got there, it was pitch black and we ended up having just a picnic in the park in the dark. It's kind of weird. It felt a little homeless. I don't not like super homeless, but like definitely a little homeless, you know? Because it's like I'm currently just eating in the park. Like this isn't a picnic anymore. There's no blanket. We're sitting on like one of those park benches. We just kind of had like the the packaging of the food strewn around because like London loves packaging food. You've, you've never seen, like, I'm, I reckon in a, like, a couple of years, they're going to have, like, individual grapes just wrapped in cling wrap. And that's how they're going to sell them because they can scan them easier or something. I don't know. It's too much for me. But yeah, I had a, had a picnic in the park in the dark. But we also fed some ducks, which is also weird in the dark because you're kind of like, are the ducks going to see this bread? And fuck yeah, they can see bread. All right? I want you to know, if you ever want to feed a duck at night, the duck will be fine. You just have to overcome your own prejudices and throw the bread at the duck at night. I wouldn't say at the duck, though. I don't think they're seeing the, the, their eyes are that good. You know, you can really nail a duck with a, a crusty bit of loaf there. You probably don't want to do that. But that's the thing. It's all, it's all changed now. It's getting back to winter. When I got here, it was like just before Christmas. So it was like right in the middle of winter. And it's just like, it's weird because like there's, there's not really snow. They like, they like snow like a little bit just to kind of make their Christmas carols make sense, I guess. But like, yeah, not a lot of snow and it's just seven degrees every day. It's very same. And you just wear the same coat every day and you take it off as soon as you get inside somewhere and you put it back on as soon as you leave somewhere. I know to like anybody who lives in the Northern Hemisphere or like Europe, this is not exciting at all. But like for an Australian person, man, yeah, like having to wear like a proper jacket that's like warm and waterproof and shit, very unnecessary. I, I, I did not own that coat before I got here, you know? 
They were like, if I wore that thing in Australia in like the middle of winter at night, standing in a field, I would still be sweating. It'd be too much. But it's it's just funny. You know, you just kind of settle into things here. Like everything kind of starts making sense, which I don't like. You know, I want to I keep the Australian thing. I want to be bewildered by everything if I can. Like I remember the first thing here that really bugged me was that everything's a chain. Like, I don't know if this is the same in like, you know, Canada or South Africa or whatever. But in Australia, like there are just stores that only exist in one place. You know, it's like, it's on that street. It's that store. Yeah, it's doing pretty well. I could probably open up a second thing, but it's not going to because they don't they don't want to. They're fine in their own little place, right? They got the single cafe. It does very well. They make a good living off that, whatever, done. But then you come here and you kind of you kind of long for those places, right? I like those places. Like I like you know, I like I like both I like both options, right? But I want like the furthest extreme of each. Like I want like that boutique cafe that like just exists in that spot and it's by like the same people who've owned it for 40 years like they've resisted gentrification somehow it's this like modern miracle and like they're still serving the same food from like 50 years ago and it's not very good but it's got heaps of character or like it's that like you know the new the new wave kind of gentrified cafe where like everything's like pretty cheap because like for some reason it's like social conscience uh, so they keep the prices down, but it's all really, really good. And like, you have to go to that place to get that. So that's like, whenever you're in that area, you know that you got to check out that place. Like whenever, you, whenever you're in that suburb, you know, it's like, that's, that's what I miss about being home. Cause I, I would know like if I'm, if I'm going down to Coogee, I know on the way there, I'm going through Kingsford and there's this burger joint that only exists there, you know? Like that's that's the only place. So if you're going through that area, you better get it because you don't know when you're going to be going through that area again. But then like in the UK, man, it's just the it's just the complete opposite. Like everything's a chain everywhere. And like don't get me wrong, I can get around a chain. I'm trash, man. Like TGI Fridays, going there on a Friday makes me happy. I fully admit that about myself. Starbucks, I'm like fuck yeah. It's like a pound fifty for a cup of filter and you can refill it. I don't know if you know that about Starbucks, but you can just refill forever. Yeah. You can just sit there all day. You can you can own a chair in a Starbucks store for eight hours for one pound fifty. That's pretty sick, right? But in the UK it's just like all their stores, like everything they repeat it somewhere else. The second it gets like a little bit of success, they repeat it somewhere else. I remember like we first got in, we we're living in Clapham, like just near Clapham Common. And there's like a Bodine's there, which is like this American barbecue place. And the lady whose house we're staying in, she was like, yeah, Bodine's really cool barbecue joint. And I was like, oh man, it's so sweet that we like live near a barbecue place. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. We'll definitely have to check that out before we move. And then we just started walking around and there's like 17 of them everywhere across London. You don't need that much access to barbecue. But over here, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, just add another one wherever, use the same special, same day of the week. You can just have the same experience in pretty much every part of London. And it's annoying. Like, where, where we live now in Shoreditch, there's this good Vietnamese place, like, just up the road. And, like, it's like a proper Vietnamese place, you know? Like, the, like the, the wait staff don't really care if you're there or not. You know, I love that. That reminds me of home. Like, the food's good. It's pretty cheap. And it's got that, like, real, like, hey, there's, like, a family place to it. You know, there's, like shitty like photographs of like famous people 
who've eaten there like on the wall but like they're not printed photographs they're like a4 pieces of paper just like poorly <laughs> poorly colored on there that are kind of like faded and they're in, like a plastic sleeve which is blue tacked to the thing like it's not like laminated or anything it's got character you know and like when you when you're eating there sometimes there's like just the there's just like a lady holding a baby like just this just this asian lady holding an asian baby just like in the bar area where they mix your drinks you know they're just standing there and you're like yeah great this is exactly what i wanted from this restaurant and then i was down in another place last night doing a gig in battersea and there it was same restaurant just replicated i don't know if it's the same baby i don't know if they share babies or like you know if you want to be a franchisee you got to have like a young baby so you can trick white people <laughs> so you can trick white people into thinking it's authentic i don't know i don't know the system but it just it makes me sad it's like not everything needs to be a chain like you can just have you can just have the thing in one place and that's fine that's enough for me i'll travel for it if it's good right i'll i'll move for it i'll remember i'll remember it being in that area so if i'm in like the suburb next door i'll go across but english people man they just they just do it even this like trashy nightclub thing that i went to in birmingham one time after a show i was like oh man this place is like this europa trash kind of nightclub this is hilarious it's called prism and then i was telling people about it and they're like dude they're like everywhere that's just like a university nightclub chain like if you're in like a university town like there's always a prism near the university and they have like the same things on every night of the week around the country and it's fucking annoying it's like, why? how hard is it to have a unique experience here? Like some of the pubs here have apps you can use on your phone to order with. Fuck that. I don't want an app for the pub. <laughs> That's not what the pub's about. The pub is about sitting there and going to the bar and coming back. This is like, no, nah, man, just order your drinks on the app. We'll find the table. I'm like, I just, I just don't, I don't want a pub app on my phone. I don't want a Weatherspoons app. Like if I if I die, I don't want people to look at check out my phone and be like, man, this guy probably did not have his life together. He's got a he's got a he's got the app for the pub on like the quick the quick section on his phone. You know that bit at the bottom where you got like messages and stuff. Like yeah, he's got the pub app there, man. This guy's a lunatic. He must have really loved curry night. I don't know. It really it really makes the whole Commonwealth thing make sense though. You know when like everything that kind of went well in one place, they were like, fuck, we should do that everywhere as much as possible until it doesn't work. Like that model they've brought to small eateries is exactly what they did with the Commonwealth. They were like, yeah, this thing's going pretty well in England. Why don't we just kind of impose that on Wales? Like, you know, they're the easiest ones to conquer. Let's go to Wales. And they went up to Scotland and uh, that took a little bit longer, you know, because of Braveheart and shit. And they were just like, no, nah, we'll, just, we'll just impose this thing here. And then... You know, they went they went to Europe, but they didn't they didn't really get across there, you know? Like it's hard to start a franchise in Europe, I think. You know, they've they've always had their own thing going on. But they're like, fuck it. I think if we go around the world, we can find some open streets, you know, we can put some high streets in different countries, chuck a high street in South Africa, a high street in India. Obviously that franchise didn't last, but you know, it was there for a while. And then Australia and New Zealand, you know, get down there. We'll just put put some more put some more English shit in these faraway places. I'm sure people will happy. They'll be happy to not have to do the journey anymore. They'll be like, sweet, I used to have to go all the way to England to get Itsu, but now, conveniently, it's in New Zealand. That's the thing, they're not even good. I still don't get that. I'm like, yeah, supermarkets, that should be a chain. Like, your fast food 
that's a chain that's fine but like england is all about these like in between fast food places that like no 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 we're not just fast food like we're not heap shit we're just like a bit shit you know it's kind of like if a food court was the same wherever you went and then it's even more confusing because here the food courts kind of have gourmet shit as well it's like you know where food carts should just be a bunch of bay marie's and you just kind of point at stuff and you should be able to order nachos and sweet and sour pork and like ramen from like the same place and it's all shitty but it, it can fit in the same plastic container Whereas here, like, you got to have, like, a sit-down at the food court. It's all in reverse, man. I don't know. But if, if you're looking at, like, English franchise, I think, the, I think the two that are most similar would probably be Australia and Canada, right? Like, I think, I think we're quite... Like, obviously, geographically, we're not close. But, like, in terms of the things we kind of picked up from the UK, I think we're pretty close, you know? It's like, kind of like the, the, the sports thing, the, the, the being really white. I think both those countries... <laughs> really hold that in high esteem and like just just the the we're, we're very safe we're like the we're like the safe commonwealth countries like you always look at those lists of like safe countries and like most livable cities and it's just like all canadian all australian like that's that's pretty much what they're working with and like you know we just we just kind of we're kind of big countries like we're real spread out and you know obviously canada's like next to america so they've got a bit more of that vibe and like we're like a bit further away, so we got more of like an Asian vibe because like that's where that's where Australia is. But like yeah, I think if you were looking for the two that were probably the closest, like I would say that like Australia and Canada are arguably closer than like Australia and New Zealand in terms of how how it is as a as a place. You know, there's like definitely like kind of like that nature and like just that that space. Like you know, we're like everyone's got a car and you move around, but like the you know the the, the country's going quite well, right? These franchises have taken off. And I say that because today's guest is Canadian comedian Dylan Gott. Dylan Gott. I know it sounds like an American name, but he's definitely a Canadian. I checked, and uh, yeah, like you know, I wanted to I wanted to get him on here because Dylan, uh, he lived in London when I first met him at Edinburgh a few years ago. He'd been living over here, and then he's gone back now. He's been like, nah, had enough. He could have stayed, but he didn't want to. He was like, I've had enough of the chain stores. I've had enough of the same thing being in every, every high street in every city in the country. And he went back to Canada in Toronto. Toronto. You got you to gotta put the accent on when you say Toronto. You know, Toronto is like the only city where you can put the accent on when you say the country name. You don't sound like a douche, you know? If you do that thing where it's like Budapest, people are like, actually, it's Budapest. It's like, fuck you. But like Toronto, you can really get in there, I reckon. But anyway, I wanted to get I wanted to get Dylan on here because like you know he seemed to be doing well over here as a as a comic. He had a he had his career going. He had a he had a lady with him. He had a I, I think she was his girlfriend at the time, but they've since married, and they were both over here living together like I'm like I'm doing with my lady apart from the wedding thing. And I was like, what? Why'd you why'd you go back? Why'd you go back to Canada? And then why are you back here now? Because you just spent the last probably six weeks in England doing gigs and stuff. So clearly he still wants to be here for work. But what, what, what brought him back to Canada? What brought him back to the, the nice, nice Australia? I think that's the main difference between Canada and Australia. You know, they seem to get this rebrand at some point. We're like, yeah, all Canadians are really nice. We're lovely, accepting people. And then like Australia, like we just get that racist thing. You go in the UK, it's like, ah, Australia's so racist. And I'm like, what's with that? You know, we're, we're pretty much the same country. How come they're the nice one? We're the racist one. How did that work out? But anyway, I wanted to chat with Dylan about, you know, coming to the UK, then going back home 
and being like, you know, what, what, what made you go back? Was it the right decision? Do you want to come back? All that stuff that I have to debate with myself, I can now debate with a stocky Canadian man. Uh, a funny stocky Canadian man. And he's a ball of energy as well. So I'm pretty excited to chat to him. Anyway, so here he is. Dylan Gott from Canada. He's done the UK thing. And it wasn't for him. He went back. And I'm going to find out why. Here we go. My talk with Dylan Gott. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, we're on. Whoa, we mar- you marined it. I didn't marin it. We were just talking, and, and then he started recording. I mean, this you is know, this so is, natural. This is the thing. We wanted to do the recording levels because Dylan has that excitable voice. You know, that <laughs> voice that can just go up and then he'll like, laugh directly into the microphones. This, this could be I'm just a in tough the garage listen. with Daniel Muggleton. He's going to talk about his anxiety for 30 minutes. <laughs> actually, I just want to I I interview Robin Williams. Uh, and Dylan Gott is with me. He's actually a clairvoyant. So he'll be speaking to Robin <laughs> on the other side, like, like John Edwards, except fatter. <laughs> Robert Williams one time did uh, comedy in Toronto at this open mic, and then uh, later that night he hung out with the cooks and did a bunch of cocaine, and then he came back a week later, and uh, they were, he was like, hey, is that show on tonight? I had a really good time. And the guy was like, no, that show's monthly. And then he was like, are those same cooks here with the cocaine? And then <laughs> him and the cooks did cocaine again, but it was just a bit sadder. That is that is a little bit sadder, but because not for the cooks. For the cooks, like... No, no cooks were sadder. The, the cooks were like, I didn't even want to do it. What? The cooks didn't <laughs> yeah. enjoy it? If you do cocaine to the point where a cook doesn't want to do it with you, you've got a problem. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Aladdin Genie. That is absolutely true. If a cook looks at you and is like, man, I think you should slow down. <laughs> You're just like, holy shit, I need to take stock of my life. <laughs> this that's like, that's this like, uh, 38-year-old bartender thinks you have unhealthy habits with drunk women. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a DJ being like, I think you need to take your art more seriously. I don't know. I don't I think wish you're I was committing. A DJ man, you'd be a good DJ. You'd have that no. kind of Carl Cox energy, where it's like you know, it's like you're playing the the set where like you're just bringing everybody down slowly so they don't get too sad, like Robin Williams. Oh, right? that's good. No, I yeah. think if I DJ, oh, it would just be Smash Mouth, and then people would get angry at me. Would you Would you fight? consider being called DJ Got Pingers because your last name is Got, and then Pingers is the funniest word for ecstasy? Pingers? That's an Australian thing. Yeah, we say Pingers. Pingers. Like, pingers. <laughs> P-I-N-G-A-Z. Pingers. Pingers. I no, mean, no, you're, you're making, there's you're always putting some this E-R into it. Pingers. No, it's pingers. pingers. There you go. Pingers. Yeah. There's always, like, some silly... I will say this. England has the most silly language. Like, what? England has the most silly language? Or English is the most silly language? No, 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 no. Like, English colloquialisms are the stupidest things. Please... Give me some examples. An example? I mean, listen to an English person talk where they're like, um, oh, you call those pots and pans? We call them beepity boops. <laughs> and you're like, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm always With impressed. Your fucking stupid language. I'm always impressed when someone does an accent oh, so badly that it becomes racist really when the person's one. white. You know? Here's a really good okay, one. Okay, really good one. This one is actually Hype this it is up. legit. Yeah. Are you ready? I want to feel it. Your podcast is about to explode. I, I hope what so. What do you call a? What do you call? I don't even know how to describe it. What's saying, saying the name? Your penis. What do you call the mouth? The the the, the cock mouth. 
Great. The, the mouth of the penis. Yeah, the mouth of the penis. Show it. Pay hole. Yeah, pay hole's good. Yeah. Yeah. You what they call it here? What? You ever run on this? Wait. You never run on this? Wait, are we talking chapsai? Japsai, yeah. Japs no, but it's changed to chapsai now. No, they say Japsai. Still? That's a big gross. Everyone I've talked to says Japsai, and I'm like, that's the most fucking racist shit they've ever heard. And then here's what they say afterwards. I never even thought about it. Like, you never thought about it? You never thought about it? Well, I mean, look. Oh, you're stealing. That's what we call black people feet. Oh, I never <laughs> even thought of it that way. I never even thought about how horrifyingly racist. It has a racial slur first thing. I mean, you are talking to an Australian person where, That's like, true. when the Pakistan <laughs> cricket well, they didn't team. about it. <laughs> well, like, the, the, the Pakistan cricket team would be yeah. referred to as, like, the Pakis. Until like maybe five years That's ago. That's fucking terrifying. Dude, it, it's weird because as they say here, never really thought about it. Because that's not a slur <laughs> in Australia. You'd never say that as a slur. That'd be weird. Like I I'd, get that. I'd never yell that at anyone like it's a negative. Yeah, you know? I guess people still say... People still say, can I bum a fag? And it's like, yeah, that's you the know thing what here. that like, means, though. But everyone's like, no, but here it means cigarettes. And I'm like, no, nah, but you feel a little bit naughty. But you like you this. <laughs> yeah. You like saying it. You're not just like, look, I can't possibly think of another word to use. You're just like, I enjoy being able to say this, <laughs> even though I'm a reasonable person. You just, yeah, you just like twirl your mustache every single time. Yeah, it's like a tax write-off, you know? You're just like, <laughs> you're like I shouldn't be getting away with this, but I'm so clever that I am. Right? <laughs> Which is a very middle-class example example <laughs> when you say it's like a tax write-off we're yeah, both yeah. like Haha, it is um <laughs> nice oh, yeah oh japsai yeah that's, well i mean that's what you call it i mean that's not what i call it that's what right? you name I, it i refuse i refuse to i use... tried to call it a p orler and, and daniel said say it how it's really in the scripting and then he took this his glasses off and kissed his own his own headshot he has on the there's no pictures of his girlfriend. I'm in his apartment right now. There's no pictures of his girlfriend at all. There's one uh, 50-pound voucher. No, look, there's a picture of her right there on the fridge. See? No, she's covered up by the 50-pound voucher. You covered her up with the 50-pound voucher. I like bugs. And then there's just all over, there's pictures of Daniel in various <laughs> state, various clothes. He, it's, he, how he picks his outfits. He takes a picture of them and he frames them. I mean, I was going to say the 50-pound voucher in front of her is because I like bargains more than I like her. <laughs> Obviously, that's, that's, a, that's a given. And the pictures of me are just because she prefers it this way. <laughs> that's she good. prefers me to decorate with so, me. How did you guys move over here then? Um, with, with bags and a plane. But like, how, like, when did she decide to move over here as well? Well, we, we, was, we were together back in Australia and we were like, well, I was like, I'd like to live in either the UK or America. I was, I was open mm -hmm. to both. Like, was, as long as they speak fucking English, I could care less. Um, and then it's go. much as easier. As long as they speak fucking English. Yeah, fucking English. Uh, that's, that's my favorite type of English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the UK has the much easier visa because of that Commonwealth loophole, yeah, baby. That's why I didn't live in the States. Yeah, we're both the same. You're a Canadian <laughs> man, I know. We, I mean, 10 we should, G's, 10 we Canadian thousand dollars. We should say, this is Dylan Gott, Canadian boy. Canadian, Ooh, yeah, I'm Canadian man. Uh, from Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it right, right? You don't. If you want to sound like you're from there, you don't pronounce any of the T's except for the first one. T U R R U N N O. Toronto. 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 I mean, I like that you guys have a little. Are there different Canadian accents or just the one? 
pretty much just one. Uh, no, it's like a well, obviously there's the the French accent in uh, French Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, well th- those don't count. That big French little accent. Do they hate? Do you dislike them as a group? They hate them. Yes, we. It's 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 a lit. I guess it's a bit like. Um, it, I don't know. Would you do? I, it's close. I guess it's close to like Wales and Scotland versus England, like all the other three that England yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. beat up in uh, wars. Yeah, they're just kind of like we're still well, mad about the old wars. It's like we lost four hundred years ago, and on the weekend because our football team is inferior. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. I feel bad for that. They're constantly also losing in fun simulations of war. That's not good. <laughs> um, they never, they never get to rewrite the history books in the <laughs> yeah. war games. You <laughs> they know? have to look at the page. It's every... like in his Call of Duty where the Nazis win, and you're like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> this is this is weird. That is one part of Call of Duty I'm not comfortable with. I'm like, why do you get to play as the Nazis sometimes? I mean, it's it's so you can lose. Like they need you need to be able to beat. Them. No, the alt right <laughs> is the thing now. You can't. Okay. Th- they were like uh, just a bunch of people who only play as the Nazis on Call of Duty. I mean, I think if you only play as the Nazis, that's somewhat frightening. Maybe just really like the shovel. They still have the shovel in that. I haven't played video games for a long time. No, I didn't play Call talking. of Duty because it was like, like I remember playing other video games. And it would be like, oh, play this fun first-person shooter. You're on a you're on a faraway planet. And uh, everyone, everyone is an alien, and you get to shoot them, and they turn into fun goop. And then Call of Duty was like, execute the game plan. The kids <laughs> must be killed too. They are a liability. <laughs> and yeah. then they had that weird thing because they had that level where it was like you were actually bombing a town, and it like did such a really good job. The graphics were so much like. Um, do you ever see those? CNN footage of like them bombing a town. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's like the thing just dropping yeah, and then yeah, like the, green, the big lighting the flash green up. And the yeah, big, yeah, 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 you did that. And it's got, and the, I was it's like, got the circles. Always got like the circles where it's like this is where the bomb will yeah, land. Yeah, and I was like, I I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> where it's like this is too much of a simulation. That'd be like if that. Uh, that'd be like if there was a game where it was like divorce your wife. Also, put a picture of your wife onto this screen. We'll make an absolutely perfect version of it. And we've got a side mission where you go down to the bar and talk shit about your wife. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to call her a whore, a gold digging whore, all of the above? That would Take be another drink. drink. Those are your four <laughs> options. <laughs> Take another drink. Hide the pain. I think that would actually be a pretty good game. Like oh, a choose-your-own-adventure divorce game. You constantly have to tap X so fast to hide your pain. Otherwise, you cry <laughs> at work. I think this is a good game. <laughs> and the clock is in real time. We so you've got to do it for nine yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we just call X. it stroke. Just, and then the guy has a stroke. No matter what, that always happens. You can't stop always stroke. have a stroke. My dad's oh, been divorced do. twice. No strokes. Oh, how old is your dad? 67. Yeah, 67. Yeah, yeah. I nailed that. In the moment. Fuck yeah. Oh, someone knows how their dad is. You're, fuck, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> hey. I don't even know how old my dad is. Do you I'm know sorry. who your dad is? What? Do you know who your dad is? Yeah, he passed away when I was five. Really? Yeah. Oh. I love saying that at moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If you Most only, people don't know how If to, you only knew him for five years, can you really know him? Yeah, man. You read, of course. He's fucking buff as shit. He's a real like strong me. dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that's actually the funny thing about your appearance. Because, like, I was, I was, I was giving you a little Google. Because I, I met you, what, Edinburgh two years ago? We're just both at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying, you know, tap an X, try not to cry. <laughs> right? That's what we were doing. I saw you have a breakdown. And I, did you see me have a breakdown? What? When did I have a breakdown? You didn't really have a breakdown. You were just doing new stuff at your friend's show, and it was clearly a favor, and then there were old people that weren't laughing. Yeah. And you were like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do whatever I want. And they were like, what? And you were like, 
fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, just yelling at them. And I, was I, like, didn't st- I didn't tell them to fuck off. I haven't had one of those in a while. I've had a storm off. I did a storm off my first Edinburgh. Like, you did a storm. No, that was a heavy storm off. But that's what it is. For those of you listening that don't know, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you do uh, 120 comedy shows probably in about 30 days, which sounds like fun. It yeah. really does sound like fun. And then... By day 20, when you've expected some sort of discernible gain from the whole ordeal, and it hasn't presented itself, which it doesn't to 99% of the people that go there, (laughs) and do a good job. Like, everyone... Here's the weird thing about comedy. Everyone's just good at it. And there's no rhyme or reason. (laughs) There's, like, I'd say 20 people who are legitimately great, and everyone else is just very good. Yeah. And... uh, The peloton is huge in comedy. Like, just a massive peloton of people. And, like, 20 people out in front. If there was a world war, the back lines would be comedians. Just (laughs) dying so sad. Maybe they'll get tired of beating you up and die. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, Edinburgh... Yeah, I think Edinburgh is, like... For those of you who don't know, Edinburgh Fringe Festival every August. It's, like, 25 days of just so much stand-up comedy and then like theater and other shit that we don't really pay attention to. 25 days and you go in there being like, I'm going to do four shows a day. This is going to be the best. And it's kind of like if you were like, hey, I'm going to masturbate four times a day for 25 days in a row. It seems like you're going to be like, I'm going to be coming so much. This is great. I would actually, yeah, I would. You I, would, I would say that. it's like trying to fuck someone. You know what I mean? Where like try to fuck them for the fir- in the first three months where you're like, oh, I'm, this is so hot. I'm going to fuck you all the time. And then like, Two weeks in, you're like, I really want to break, but I don't know how to tell her. And then, uh, and then three weeks in, you're like, dear God, I couldn't imagine anything worse than having sex with this woman, but it's still great. But then you come back. And then you then you come out, and you're way better at fucking, but it didn't feel like that at the time. <laughs> but it feels real. But you're just, you just want a day to yourself. Yeah. You just be like, God, my dick kind of hurts. Like, can we just... Can we just stop? I'm Hopefully in. no one looks at pictures of us and is like, these guys are talking about fucking a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Throw this iPod in the lake. I mean, iPod. As, Jesus with, Christ. as with Edinburgh, if, if only this podcast had some more female representation and then we could really... That's illegal. Get a d- <laughs> that is... Uh, you're, you, uh, this is Daniel 2003 <laughs> Muggleton, all right? <laughs> you know, Daniel 2003 Muggleton. Yeah, Muggleton. yeah. He's, he's got spiky hair. That was my and, nickname uh, in high school. It was just a year of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Where all my views came from. Two thousand. I didn't. I watched some. I watched The Hangover, and it was like I didn't know something would date this quickly. Dude, things date like. Cra- Have you watched Scrubs again? You just kind of like. I was never big into Scrubs. I just it's peripheral. Here's why I don't like about. Here's why I don't like. Did you say peripheral? Like peripheral? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm, I just I'm say just, words. I'm just, but this is about you know different Commonwealth countries. This is some Canada shit. Peripheral. Or is that just you? Maybe. I don't know, man. That's, That's the thing. I always worry. Like, I used to have a joke about it, but it was like part of the 9,000 jokes you have about this place is different when you come from a new place. Yeah, of course. Yeah, people need to know. But I'll do things and people just think they're Canadian things. I'm like, no, man, I'm weird. Like, I'm not Canada. But this is this is the thing. You're a representative of every Canadian. It's just like every black person's representative of every other black person. Yeah. It's, it's like one of them's good at dancing. It's like, man, they're all fucking so good at dancing. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, man. That's that guy's good at dancing. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's true in like this country, right? Like you, yeah. did, were you part of like the Canadian? Is there a Canadian community like Canadians in like London kind of thing? Like any kind of vibe? Do you mean just comedians, or do you mean I just mean in general, like just just like uh, you guys come over here and you kind of meet up and stuff? Yeah, I mean you always gravitate towards the regular people. Like uh, I will say this, by and large, 
Australian people and Canadian people, and I'd even say Irish people. Irish people are kind of guarded. Like, English people are just kind of guarded. Yeah. And Scottish people I haven't found to be that guarded. But it's like, English people are like, it's so clannish. Like, it's been so clannish for thousands of years. <laughs> that, that they just keep amongst themselves they, they in the They just keep clan. to themselves, and that's like, legit, like, you can... Like, you get drunk with a Canadian or, or Australian person, and 75% of the time, you're going to know some weird shit about their past three times in the meeting. Yeah, they're going to tell you what their relationship with their dad is like at exactly. some point or throughout just, the yeah, evening. Just a thing about their past. Yeah. And, like, you can get you can be good friends with an English person, and they'll, like, let it slip. They have a brother at month six. Dude, yeah, that's, that is so fucking that's spot That's why, part of the reason that I, my wife, because uh, I was here with my wife, and the reason I kind of, like, left was... Well, how long were you here? Let's give... Let's I give was some here for two notes. and a half years. Two and she and was half years. here for about a year and a half. Okay, yeah. did she, did you bring her over? Was that part of the deal? Or yeah, did you that was here? part of the plan, was to come over and... Okay. Yeah, um... And uh, part of the reason we kind of... Well, first, look, firstly, we were in a house share that was so cheap, but it was like also for sure affecting both of our mental health. <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we talking about? How many in the house? I mean, the fact that... I to, so the reason I did that pause was because I was counting. That's how many people... <laughs> that's all you need to know. Uh, two, three, four, five... Six, so six people that actually paid rent and lived in the house, and then just couch surfing, and then the two of the people had partners, so that's eight regularly, eight people Ooh. regularly in the house. How and many the house bathrooms? Is, there's two bathrooms. Uh, they're both one of them. So we had a, like a, our lease essentially was like, you pay two hundred and fifty pounds a month for a room. That's exactly. Ridiculous. That is a good noise. Just so you know, like what average London rent nine hundred? Is it like eight hundred, nine hundred? I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a third of the rent. Yeah. Less than a third of the rent. And you guys were splitting that. One hundred twenty-five pounds each. Oh. Well, that's... she didn't have. She had problems finding work in her field, so it was usually me. But it was the easiest. Right. You know when you pay for everything but still don't feel like a provider? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? It's I mean, like no, buying I, someone I, I, a coffee and being like, you know what? I am the king of this house. <laughs> <laughs> we're splitting this one medium. Uh, but all right. So, yeah, that was that. But then we're you're so close to everybody. It was like being on a night bus all day. <laughs> That's the way I can describe it. Yeah. Because everyone so, would just be like so close to each other. Like, well, let's get fucked up because that's fun. And we're all friends. Right. And then we're like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now I have a drinking problem, dude. This is where. And then, and then, as soon as you're coming down, you remember you're still on the bus, and you're like, "Fuck, we need to get fucked up again <laughs> right now." Yeah. Like, you know, people are always like, uh, people in nice homes be like, oh, "I wish I paid that much for this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you don't, because then you live like shit. No, I see. This is the thing. We we have a mutual friend, uh, Evan. Demra, another comedian who lives in... Name drop. Name drop. Big clang on that. <laughs> uh, but no, he, he lived in Manchester and he lived on like a, a bed in a living room that was kind of curtained. But the, yeah, with another of another person's house. Yeah, and it had like two couches in the room and then like his bed and there was like... Yeah. And I was just like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. True. This is not... Because the thing about where you live, right? I'm not, I'm not saying you have to live in like a really nice place. I'm just saying that like... No one's ever woken up on a couch, run a triathlon, and then gone back to sleep on the couch, right? Like you start living, <laughs> you start living a couch-based existence when you're living on a couch because you can't exercise because your muscles get sore, and then you won't be able to sleep because you're sleeping on a fucking couch. You just got to drink a lot. Can I be honest? What? 
I slept on my couch yesterday. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> That's one night. That's a holiday. That's true. That's a holiday. Like when it's every day, when it's like, hey, man, you know what other people use to sit for a bit? <laughs> that is where yeah. you live. You've, re, uh, right, you've, re, you've relegated yourself to a lower form of life. But exactly. I will say this. I think that there's no matter where you live, it's just like, yeah, there's something about just having a clean place with some space and then a set bed. Yeah. Even if it is a pull-out couch, just like that couch is pulled out, but God damn it, those sheets stay on it because <laughs> I am not folding this shit back up so like what is some tired guy can sit on it. I'm I'm not I'm not like huge into like the like this is how you need to program your body to be productive, but like just that thing where like when you're sitting on the couch that you sleep on, your body's just kind of like is it sleepy time? Or is it couch sitting time? Well, that's the whole yeah. Well, if you want if you want to get uh if you want to get boring as hell, Dan, <laughs> you, I read up on a bunch of stuff about like uh just like working at home. Working at home. So these are the working at home tips. Uh yeah, I, I took my phone out literally to go on airplane, but it looked like I was like I came pre prepared with working at home. <laughs> he tips. did. He reached into the pocket. He was like, "You want to get bored?" And he whipped his phone out, and I'm gonna, like, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm about to look at pictures of Dylan's body. <laughs> but like, no matter what, even if it's like two places off site, you basically have to have like an office and. Like a place you chill, yeah. and then a place you only sleep, right? So you just separate it out. Exactly. So even if it's just like you go to the fucking library to do work, and then you go to a coffee shop to jack off to hard porn, <laughs> hard porn, not hardcore, <laughs> just hard, hard porn. porn. Oh, I only just watch really, hard porn. Really crusty magazines, <laughs> very sharp laptops. <laughs> you know, it's just hard to discern. You know. Yeah, I watch it, I watch porn on diamonds because they are the hardest. <laughs> of any mineral there's a penis off in the distance and there's a vagina even farther away <laughs> try and jack off to that you perv <laughs> oh, uh, difficult point <laughs> yeah it's just like you actually you've actually got to just keep uh doing like patting your tummy and touching your head <laughs> while you watch the porn yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do the 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 test but okay so you you basically living in london was just not like the only the only cheap way the way that you could afford to do it was just exactly. not sustainable exactly for the thing because then it, my wife got depressed and uh then that led to a whole bunch of shit and it was like yeah it was like uh we're uh, we we're in that uh what do you call that cycle of poverty ah. cycle of poverty it was good i mean it was good man like there's there's really good stuff about london and if uh if i could do it again uh there was a bunch of stuff that i like wasn't prepared for that no one really told me about uh what, like for living in london like just no just like for no this is for this is dylan's fun tips <laughs> this is for <laughs> across the board uh living in a new like if you're a stand-up or i guess maybe maybe this might apply to all artists but i can only speak personally as a stand-up sure uh going to a new scene is just like you're gonna no matter you're just gonna get tons of like disrespect in your first year and then you'll think that's going to end in your first year and then it will not end especially if you're like me and you came from a scene where you kind of like knew everybody for a while the best thing to do if you, if you do stand up and you're like thinking of moving somewhere move in like it takes basically five years to ingratiate yourself to a scene 
Like after five years, you're kind of like where you're gonna be in that scene. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So just keep you're on rich, moving. You reach your level years. after five years. So exactly. just do five years that scene, five years this scene, five years the next scene. Then just keep going back to the other ones. Yeah, man. And you could like legit. It, it could fucking. It could work. Like there's some uh, people who have come over and done it super fast and gotten fucking like up to their level like super fast. But if you don't get the awards and like all the other stuff, if you're just doing sets and like slowly proving yourself, then it takes five years. Right. And then if you stay somewhere too long, like I, I, I stayed in Canada, in Toronto specifically, way too long. I was way too how, like, how nervous long were you there? I was there uh, 10 years. 10 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you, you so like 10 to tw- uh, 18 to 28. Because how old are you now? 32. 32. Okay, so you started quite young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started 18. Oh, wow. Wait, can I... So that you've, you've come over here and you say like as an artist, it's quite difficult. Did you, did you have people that you knew... Yeah, like, I had a lot of good friends and stuff. I'm not saying it's like not coming over here is quite difficult. I'm saying any new scene, any big new scene, anything. it's going to take Do you think a while. it was easier coming to London just because of like the similarities between Canada and it England? It was easier coming to London because London has like the best live comedy scene in the world probably. Okay, so you were like just from a career perspective, what about like a lifestyle? Like did you look at it kind of like similar climates like uh similar prob- con- No, I mean I just kind of walked in like I was like, oh, there's more gigs there. I'll just fucking move. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, take a trip over or anything. I just fucking moved. Wait, you'd never been here before you came here? No. I just fucking moved. Are you serious? You just bought, yeah, like, man. a one-way ticket, like, to, yeah. Lon- to London, England. Yeah, I was like, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Like, like a, like a bad like, start to a movie. You're just like, I'm going to make it. Well, it's kind of like, I use this rule. If people tell me something, I just listen. <laughs> so everyone was like, there's more gigs here and it's better. I was like... I guess if there's more gigs there and it's better. I and should I'm go. Not... I should go to the place with more gigs exactly. where it's better. And like mm. you'd see all these Canadian dudes and it's like their their fucking tour schedule in Canada would be like one weekend headlining comedy club. Yeah. Two weekends. Well that that's that's similar. Off, one weekend headlining comedy club. And then you would see their schedule here and it would be like fucking four days a week they'd be working doing like different gigs. Yeah. So, so like I mean that 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 seems like quite similar to Australia. I I just I just assumed Canada had a yeah. bit more going on comedy wise, just uh, just because it's closer to America. Like I don't know. I always think like proximity. It's kind of like less even because the you America's up there, so it's like the one recurring thing that always happens is like they'll have like theater shows for this like American dude who has like a fucking uh, Comedy Central special. Yeah. Who's like twenty three. And then a dude who's like 38 with kids in Canada will open for him for free. <laughs> the guy also does not get paid. Wow. <laughs> he just okay. does it for the credit. That's. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say I opened for you. I'm legit your dad's age. <laughs> 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 and my dad is right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, legit. Like it's so, yeah. Um, right. Okay. So that's like, uh, yeah, that's kind of what you, it is. But then you still went back. You were still like, despite. Well, with- uh, you get more your money there. Does that make sense? You get more for money. You and get it's more like kind of like money. regrouping. So like what? Toronto isn't nearly as expensive as London, for example. Uh, how would you say this? No, it can't. Uh, things in London are just older than things are in Canada. So, so if like, you buy like a shitty place in Canada, yeah, it's that's, new. Oh man, that's no, I know exactly no what mold. you mean. It's just like so many London apartments are like, this is the apartment. It's yeah. just like this, like every time this I thing make a still has a fucking London, candlestick. What's going place, on there? Your place actually holds up very well. Uh, whenever I make a new place in London, I, my rule was never look up. 
<laughs> never never check that sailing yeah if someone was like oh i paid 500 pounds a month in rent i'll be like okay cool and i would like maintain eye contact the whole time because if i looked up and be like oh there's some exposed wires that's this that's a strain of spider i thought was extinct that's extremely poisonous fantastic i mean that's, that's not ridiculous there's no poisonous spiders in this country it's a fucking joke but the wires baby <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone's like, Australia. I will not have exaggerations on this comedy show. Of course not. But I just mean, like, the, the wires thing is crazy to me. Like, just in Australia, if there's like an exposed Drywall, wire, you, you walk in and you're just yeah. like, what's that? And they're like, oh, we should get rid of that. Whereas in London, it's just like, what's that? It's like, that's the wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's goofy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to die. Hee <laughs> hee, this is a. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm yeah. playing a joke. No, it's, just, it's real funny because, like, just, I mean, not to. Not to tell any tales out of school about our lovely landlords here, but they, they had like a fire alarm that was very close to the stove. And we'd be like... Are you worried about your landlords listening to this? Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so... <laughs> I'll say this. I don't know your landlords. I never... You, no landlords listen to podcasts. No landlords? I will say this. They listen to, if they, they, one landlord <laughs> listens to a podcast, just an old Italian man <laughs> in a fucking tank top, peeling an apple listening to a podcast i'll eat my own dick i don't know my I, like own the, I like i like that you nickname. went to make this like huge statement slash joke and then bailed on it just at the end eat just my like, own dick got like too polite I will and canadian suck my about own it. dick well no like in front of whoever calls me out on it landlords listen to podcasts about bitcoin so they can be like yeah this is never gonna last it's not like <laughs> property man cryptocurrency was hilarious it was, it was like three weeks Mate, people still people still in. It's, My mother-in-law invested hate. in cryptocurrency. No, she didn't invest in cryptocurrency and told everyone not to. And uh, was like, but my mother-in-law is like very funny. Like she's very pushy. Okay. So you'd be like, hey, how are you doing? And she'd be like, don't invest in cryptocurrency. And we'd just <laughs> go on this 10 minute, like I have memorized all these facts about cryptocurrency yeah. thing. And you'd be like, that is very interesting. Right, I didn't click to watch this YouTube video. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, That's exactly it. Okay, nice. <laughs> Oh man, that's oh, dude. But so yeah, you, things are new. Uh, so you get more for your uh, money, and is, is it a better quality of life? Like, is it nicer? It is very much better quality of life, but it's frustrating for only as a comedian is it frustrating because the population density just does not dictate a lot of good shows. There are very good shows, but like, all right. So example on London tonight, I'm doing a show on a Monday, and I texted a guy. Not no one will do the show, but the how would you say this? They pull they the the pull they get act wise isn't like like regularly guys with TV names do not come into that show. Okay, that's the best way. So I if you're being on it. TV, like the, you the won't act, do the show. The base of the act is good. Like it's all pro acts. Yeah, that regularly do. But new they don't material, have credits. But they don't have credits. Sure. In Canada, if one show was like that on a Monday, everyone would talk about it. If it was like regularly full, just off the street off the uh off the street getting pulled in like that everyone would talk about it right it'd be like a big deal is that it'd be a big deal they'd have fucking like the it'd be the show if like a fucking someone was in town doing a movie they would do that show you know what i mean yeah yeah right but in in canada is there like a going out culture because like this is the thing between australia and canada right you guys have weather that's more similar to the uk like it gets cold in winter like mm -hmm. you don't have the beach proximity being in toronto that's like yeah, landlocked yeah. isn't it like in the middle like middle bottom yeah yeah so like in you know i live in, I live in sydney in australia and people just like they're like why would i go to the theater when i can just sit outdoors 
Like, that's that's what the summer is like. Like the steep drop off here, dude, is fucked. Yeah, no, that's I why. De- like I when I'm coming, that's that why I summer. came over here. September is not a really not. A, uh, no, I could have stayed in Canada for September, but like for fucking festival season is like kind of like May to July, and then yeah, you know, August is like you just got this. No dead. one's touching comedy with a ten foot clown pole, Wh- which then. is weird because in Australia in the summer people go to comedy. Like people will still check it out because they're like, this is this is the summer months. This is when we leave the house. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Because like they they got all day at the beach. Like the days aren't as long. So like, and there's no, there's not this thing where it's like you know in London where it it gets light at like eight a.m. and then it gets dark at like ten thirty in the summer. Yeah. So you just got these like hours, and everyone's like, I'm gonna cash in every fucking second <laughs> of this daylight. Oh, like, have you lived here in the winter yet? Uh, I got in like midwinter, like, just for Christmas. So I got here at like the, oh, okay, like, cool. the solstice, That's like fucked. the winter solstice. It's fucked here in the winter. But I mean, there's no sun. There's no, there's no sun. It's just like kind of gray. But like, I don't. This is the thing. I come from a beach place. Like, I don't need it. I'm just like this. This was something I took for granted. I don't really care. Really? My, my girlfriend likes the beach and shit. I think she's she's less she's she less into it. I mean, a little bit. But we're going to Australia in like November for like a couple of weeks, and then like I think I'm in New Zealand in like March. So That's like right. I'm, I'm just gonna cop it here and there. But I got yeah, yeah. I got to take her on a like you know she's gonna put the word on me like you just need to expose me to the sun for <laughs> seven seven consecutive days sometime between december and february all yeah, right yeah, that's yeah. just a lock yeah whereas like in australia like that would just be an absurd concept to be like we just have to go find the sun somewhere like people put on sunscreen in australia to walk to the shops so how bad is like like, like how many clubs are there in sydney let's say uh comedy clubs yeah one there's one in sydney five five to six million people one club yeah one like regular but that's three nights a week how many days a week three nights a week thursday friday saturday like there's there's i reckon during the week in sydney there's like i'm gonna say generously 15 shows there's 15 shows like, as in one 15 club. different things there's like a lot of bar shows there's like a couple of kind of Wh- small little is clubs. that the biggest hub for just straight up stand-up uh sydney and melbourne probably split it but that said like weirdly perth like a place with no culture and yeah. a lot of mining money like that's that that's their whole thing like they've got a beach culture they've got a good music scene okay and they've got a lot of mining money they have a proper comedy club that runs like five nights a week i think five nights a week or like melbourne melbourne has one that runs six but that's like a weird system where you can just kind of buy a ticket and then you can just go whenever like what like you can just buy like a yearly ticket and then you can just turn up. It's very strange. It's like a season pass, but it costs like, <laughs> I think it costs like $80, which is like, or maybe even less. It might be less, like, which is like 40 pounds. And you can just go, you could, you literally go, you, once. you could, you could go to like 300 shows for like 80 pounds. Oh, sorry for 40 pounds. It's something crazy like that. I haven't, I haven't done that the proper great. research. I'll, I'll put it up. Actually, in the, in the description of the episode, I'll put up this thing for this club. It's called the Comics Lounge in Melbourne. And it's like, it's really, it's its own thing. And that's like fucked the entire rest of the city. Because they're just like, other shows are like, can you ch- can you pay entry for this? And like, what are you talking about? I can I can pay 40 bucks and go see comedy whenever I want for the whole year on that 40 bucks. And then they go so much that they see people doing the same shit over and over again. They're like, wait a minute. There's no, tricks. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't even go that much. Come on. What are you talking about? Well, that's the gamble, right? It's like, it sounds like it's good, but you're like, you're not going to go to comedy like. No, but like, if you go. Unless you're one of those dudes who's like a serial killer and then you're going to start doing comedy. <laughs> you just go all the time. But there's, like, but there's three in Toronto. Yeah. 
the one isn't really a comedy club. What's the population of Toronto? About five million. So it's, okay, so five, Toronto is just like kind of Sydney. But you guys are very progressive, right? That's this is the one thing about Australia and like Canada. You guys took this nice thing somewhere along uh, the line. Canada's progressive about in like like I could do a show in Toronto where if I said. If I didn't say partner, people wouldn't talk to me afterwards, but they would be like, you should say partner and not wife or girlfriend. And then I could get on a bus for an hour <laughs> and go to a place where uh, I did a gig in a place and was an hour away. What's it called? Toronto. It was called... I want silly Canadian place names. Is it Manitoba? Beaten. Beaten? No, Beaton. That's, that's less fun. So it was in Beaton and a guy came up to me and he, before the gig and he went... Now, and it's all good, like, no, with no language restrictions here. No racism that'll make everyone feel weird. But I did check, and there's no Jews. <laughs> I was an hour away from gender roles are antiquated to I checked, there's no Jews. It's like, one hour drive. I mean, it's not hard to see if there's no Jews in a comedy venue. You know, also, he's ch- he talked to me, he was like, looks so Jewish, which I thought was great. Yeah, I mean, Dylan's got a bit of like that bear Jew vibe, you know, just like kind of like the big Jew. <laughs> like, you know, there's like all the regular I sized a, Jews yeah, and there's uh, the one big one. Everywhere else in the, everywhere else, uh, everywhere else seems to be as like an IT guy, but. No. In no, Canada. Man. Look at this, look at this big Jew. No, yeah. But I thought Canadians were supposed to be big. I mean, like that's, that's like, if you talk about Canadian stereotypes, they're like the large, outdoorsy, bear-like people. <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah, that was the one thing about, I will say this, that uh, me and my now wife went through like, uh, we like broke up and got back together. And when I was seeing women, it was like ridiculous how they would just, what was it? It would just like say I was like a bit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're so Canadian and big. And I was like, I'm, go to Canada. Everyone makes fun of me. Like I'm not, <laughs> you know what Wait, I mean? They make fun of you for like being fat or like big or whatever. Yeah, basically they were like, "That's an assertion of something." I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm out of it. You're out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna take my dick out. We'll be get... back after this. No, are you throwing to break? We, we there's no there's no break. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe we got sponsors. You take big money, Muggleton. No, absolutely not. We just push. We push through because this is where I'm about to break you. You know, like you've been <laughs> all this bravado talking about comedy, and then you like mention your wife, and I'm like, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but the partner thing, like, it's it, what? It's that kind of like very skin deep progressiveness or is it like does it, act, does it actually run through like you know, specific gigs everyone like toronto toronto is like the most progressive of the cities no vancouver's pretty like progressive too vancouver's really uh it's weird i don't know it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to put your thumb on like yeah. there's a place um ottawa it's like the capital of canada where everyone says Oh, they're really PC. So, like, if you do jokes about blah, 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 then they might not like it. But I legit saw a guy do a joke uh, where the premise was, I should be allowed to call things gay because sometimes they're gay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't remember how, like, five years ago people would be like, oh, I call it gay. And then people like, you shouldn't call it gay. And it's like, hey, I don't mean gay as in gay. I mean gay bad. Like, gay is bad. That's why it's fine. Of course. I mean. Yeah. So there's like. You're talking to 2003 Daniel Muggleton. Like, (laughs) I I definitely get it. 2003 Dane Cook doing headstands, right? Uh, But yeah, man. I mean, I'm talking about Australia the same way. 
It's like well, it's no, a, see, mostly a rural place, so like the city centers are cities, but then you fucking get outside the city limits, and a guy's got a shotgun, and he's gonna take whatever you got. You know what I mean? See that? That sounds exactly like Australia. Yeah. Do you, do you find it weird here, like in the UK, where it's like you're in a rural area, but there's still like people. There's still people. They have yeah. Bu- they have shirts on there's with no, buttons. There's no singlets. Like where, where's the singlets at? <laughs> like it, I find I'm sorry, it, sir. You're in Tearaways with a fucking Budweiser shirt. Why not? You yeah. It's I mean? like it's like. You watch those English... I got a hard... I had a hard lesson the first time I did, like, a gig outside of London, because I was like... In the villages where everyone drinks cider, because for some reason that's what they do? One of those? Yeah, man. Yeah, they drink of cider. they're all weird looking. They drink cider and don't go in the sun. Yeah, so what was your, what was your harsh lesson? Because I, I was, like, I was ready for, like, the rough... Rough yeah. and rumble yeah. Australia yeah. style, like, what's up, cunts, let's go. Yeah. And then they're yeah, just yeah. like, exactly. excuse me? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. Because I was like... Okay, cool. Rural town. I know what to do here. Yeah. Ten minutes on, I'm like, I've got a girlfriend at the time. And then ten minutes on, my dick is huge and I fucking nut everywhere. And then uh, <laughs> as I did one dick joke. It went fine. And then the second one, they were like, pardon me. And then the third <laughs> one, it was like, my goodness. And then uh, I said something about like, oh, does anyone like, because I, I had these jokes about how like uh, weed makes me paranoid that you do well in small towns of just like I get high and then I do is that, is that a thing in Canada weed like weed small towns like country smoke weed yeah yeah right see I, I would say like in Australia I wouldn't I wouldn't be the go to like oh, everyone grows like, their own weed in Canada you're in a small town but yeah but it's like a it's like a like a they ooh. think they're fucking the system but it's like no one cares it's like it's it's straight up legal in Canada uh, it's no? gonna be in it's gonna be in like a couple weeks Right, but like no but one cares. But no one's been arrested for weed, and like no one's cared. No, because like the other thing years? about Canada is everyone's like Canada's very progressive. Canada also is ninety nine percent white. Yeah, I would assume. Well, Toronto, actually, they always say Toronto's the most culturally diverse city in the world. And then, oh, cool. Have you ever driven outside of Toronto? Because it is. It's what? <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, Australia's very white. And we actually start off with a black indigenous population, so it's it's a bit, we it's started a bit worse. off with an indigenous population as well. So what happened to them? Let's hate, shake hands. Uh, they were uh, murdered. Ah, they were murdered, and then we put them on land that is. Uh, have you ever uh, seen? If anyone's out there, look at the just Google Liberia, and that's the land we gave them. Liberia. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So that is that is that a very awkward thing in Canada? Because like, is it is it a continuous? One guy, Daryl Lennox, has a really good joke about it, where he's he's an American guy who lived in Canada for a bit, and he went, "Oh, Canada Canadians are hilarious because everyone's like really nice, like oh progressive. Oh my God, if you're gay, you want to get married." And then you go like, "Oh, what about what you guys did to uh, the natives?" And then you're like, "Well, they fucking deserved it." Like, it's just <laughs> like you're like right there. It's really fucking weird. Man, I. I don't like this at all as an Australian person because it just sounds like Canada is the same country. Yet, it's the same country. But where, like, in Australia, it's like, yeah, these fucking crazy Australian racists who, like, fuck crocodiles but, and then Canadians, like, they're so nice, they smoke well, weed. Meh. Well, we're all... We're, so, A, we're next to the States, which works well for jokes if you're an English comedian. What, just like the juxtaposition where it's like, yeah. oh, Americans, they shoot yeah. guns. It's Canadians, It's easy meh. to present Canadians this way. Because of how Also, close. it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of a bit like, no, I mean, I don't want to say all Canadians are racist or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if we have a super conservative president or uh, prime minister. Next. Like soon. But you yeah, got, 100%. You, you everyone got, hates Justin Trudeau. Really? Out, outside him. of Canada, everyone's yeah, like, look, straight at, up look, liar. At, look at Captain Hotbutt. This is, this is good oh stuff. Oh my God, he's so cute. Canada's doing right. Yeah. I mean, that's just fucking... 
That's straight Canada, up propaganda. You know what Canada is? Canada's like you guys Canada's have the like best a pop star PR team. with a lot of dark secrets and a great PR team. Really? You guys it's like just... R. Kelly in 99. <laughs> Didn't he marry a girl that was 15? Who cares? Listen to that song. <laughs> Didn't he pee on a girl? Ignition sick. <laughs> like, no one cares. I mean, this is so... It's illuminating. Impressive. It is, you guys man. have pulled this off. Because I think, like, Australia, like, we're... we're we're really getting to that American level of people being like, oh, fucking Australia. But you guys have New Zealand. But we have... Above that. So we're like New Zealand, too. But I, I think I think calling us America and New Zealand, Canada, that's given us too much credit. Like, we're not... I agree. Yeah. But that's the... You know what that's, I mean? That's like, the, still the same thing. See that little one that, like... We're the little we, one. We cop all the hate for them, you know? Yeah. Like, we're just the larger landmass and they just... Yeah. Like, you know okay. one thing about Canada. What's one thing? It's like, oh, nice. It's nice, and then there's a moose. Well, it's very safe and livable. That's like that. We're it always very in the safe list. Like no the one's top, there. The top ten list. Like it's always Australian and Canadian cities. Just the whole list is just like because there's tons of fucking space. If you get Canadian, there was a comedy club they tried to start in St. John's, Newfoundland. St. John's, Newfoundland. You go there. Uh, people are great. Everyone's like super creepy nice. They had a comedy club there, and it sat 200 people. And then after, like, I think. Uh, the guy was telling me the guy who owned the place used to own the place was saying he had to take out some seats because people were like, I'm not sitting that close to someone. So like <laughs> there was like a two, three week thing where they were like getting all these bad reviews. Like, yeah, but I was like, fucking. I was two. right next to this guy. Yeah. And it would be like, if I was like, if you're like, you know what I mean? You go on to the tube in London and you're next to a guy like your elbows. Aren't, you're not fucking on top of the elbows. Like, yeah, it's not like a plane. You're but, like next to someone. But and people were like, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's funny that like, even outside of London in the UK, you just kind of like, look at all this space. And then you like come to like London where it's like a proper like, there'll be someone like under you and above you <laughs> in the right moment. Like they'll just be there. Like, yeah. Where you're, and everyone's like, just pissed. Everyone's just fucking pissed. I don't find it. I find it friendlier than Australia. I got to say, is it friendlier than Canada? Like people on the street, strangers. No. Well, here's something I had to get used to is someone bumps you and they don't want to fight you. Yeah, someone bumps you. They They're don't just even, trying they don't, to get by. They don't say anything. They don't. They just fucking. What's keep with on that? Moving. Like they just no time. No time for your I, bullshit. I've had that. I've had like a guy like come like kind of straight into me, like an old fella, you know. So like. Oh yeah, and they just fucking shoulder check you. And and then they. I and get shoulder they, checked by girls all the time, and it's like fucking fuck off. Like I. I Man, it's I, I know this isn't funny, but it's kind of funny. Like my you, girlfriend you just gets no, she just gets shoved, like shoved, like her going in. Like to and from by work, you. not by me, by other by nameless faces people. Man, an old lady shoved her just like out of the way what? on an escalator, just grabbed her shoulder and was like, excuse me, just shoved her across. She wasn't even on the wrong side of the escalator. She's just getting beaten up she by London. She just looks like a victim. She, yeah, she's, she's got a real... She's guilty of looking like a victim. She's got she's a, a real victim. innocent face. Like, you know, there's going to be no consequences to this shoving. <laughs> like, that's that's just her. Because she's just like, she's like so smiley and I stuff. I don't know, man. London brings something... Like, I like it here, but it brought... It has brought bad... Like, me and my wife were just like about to get on the tube and then someone like fucking just cut in front of us for some... It was a crowded tube, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those yeah. we were about to get on and then someone just cut in front of us and I called the guy a rat fuck. <laughs> just straight into it, straight into the camera, just that like, you're a rat fuck. No, like, I got his attention. I was like, hey, buddy, you're a rat fuck. And I like did it. Well, like I we got on the tube and I did it. And then it just made it super awkward. <laughs> so you were on like, the tube with him. I guess this IT guy went to prison for embezzling and now is using the language. That that huge Jew has a real potty mouth. But like the thing is, the other thing is, like I became really ballsy in London because I knew no one would ever punch me. Don't you love that? I love the anonymity. 
<laughs> I love the anonymity here. Like in Sydney, if you like have a go at someone, you're there, getting fucked up. There, there's potentially consequences. Like oh, you're getting fucked up. Like in, in Sydney, it's definitely not a given, but like there are potentially consequences. Whereas here, you can just be like, "Hey, dude, go fuck yourself," and he'll just be like, yeah, and just walk off. Be like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You could tell by someone's voice if they will fight you or not. Yeah, that's why the North terrifies me because their accent totally throws. Oh, they'll me. punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. It's but great. they're so nice though They're nicer than oh, here yeah. But they're more space man More space <laughs> Legit that's, It's that's all the boils big down to space It's just like If you have personal space You're not angry anymore Exactly No uh. one Go Alright Do the exact same thing mm-hmm. One day Do the exact same thing You would do all day And then legit Case study Get your girlfriend Who you love Who you decided I might spend the rest of my life With this person Get her to be like I'm gonna say a meter away from you all day. See which day is better. I mean, obviously, like that. Look, you make a fair point. And I, yeah, I do like her, you know? Even yeah. When, but even when we but hang she's out. She's right here. Even like, my wife out, is like always right here. And I always say, if you don't get away from me, I'll kill you one day. <laughs> well, if I go over when she walks, she can't keep a straight line. What? She like veers. Like, she's got club foot. No, 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 she's not going around in circles. But like, just she just kind of veers a little bit left or veers like a little bit right. If she's not paying full attention, she like she's one of those people that needs to be paying full attention to whatever she's doing. Which is why in London it took her like three months to get used to the noise. She has to be a hundred percent active the whole time. No, she just needs to be like focusing on what she's doing. Otherwise, That's she's gonna I mean, throw yeah. it up, screw it up, right? Like one time she went to like half dance in the street as like a joke and just tripped and fell because she like <laughs> she saw like a butterfly and just like kind of tuned out for a second it was like oh just hit the ground like <laughs> she just needs 100 percent focus and it was real because like i like the big city thing like, i don't mind like i'm just kind of i got the headphones in i'm doing my own thing and the other thing is i think we have to admit that we don't deal with peak hour like i think it's different 180 percent when you just have to flow in and out 180 percent yeah yeah no, yeah, but even non-peak hours are busy. That's true. I never even... Because uh, that's the whole thing about... some People, I'm assuming Sydney is exactly the same. Every big, every city is like this, where people from outside the city come in for work and then leave and then hate the city. It's exactly. Like, of course you hate the city if your whole thing is, that's peak where hour. I work, and then people are next to my mouth, and then I leave. <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing is you're just in traffic. like. No. It, whether that be on the tube or like in your car like that's that's the one thing that i miss about australia actually just like being in a car like just having that because that's the space right mm, the car yeah, is like your little true. space yeah and then you just you're fine whereas here it's like the tube and the bus yeah man yeah and uh this is, this is that's one thing and then it's the i don't know if you have you been on a gig yet where they just close down the motorway uh i've i've been I've been driven like home and they've closed something. So you yeah. have to kind of go a bit further. But the thing is like just the distances driving here are so small. No, man. That that doesn't Not if me. they fucking reroute you to the fucking sea. Uh, that's happened to me a couple times, dude, where it's like they rerouted. They rerouted me and Gary Tro to the sea. <laughs> we were in Newcastle. We were driving back. That's still like that's like a fucking long drive. That's like what? Five? Newcastle to London? Five, six. Five, six. Yeah, that's Took decent. Ten. Because we rerouted to the sea. <laughs> Nothing in the UK should take 10 hours to get to. But like, they, they don't have the space to just close down one lane on a motorway. So they close the whole fucking thing. They're like, damn, man. Sorry. Sorry if you had plans to like see your dying mom, but 
old Jack's got to repave this shit. So we got four lanes to pave. Tell Doris. Yeah, and see people later. complain in Canada, and I'm like, you have no idea a how big your car is, b how big these lanes are. <laughs> like I listened to another podcast where it was like this guy had to go. He was like a scout for the NBA, and he had to go scout a guy in like fucking England. Or in Ireland or something like that. A guy was playing in the Irish League or some shit for some reason. And he like rented a car. <laughs> that and is a very like, unique situation. We need to yeah, go scout exactly. this NBA player in the Irish well, League. Well, that's why this was right home because he was like, so the first time, because he was all excited to go to the whatever. And I don't know if you've had this, but like, you know, you're driving with someone to a show and they're just like talking to you like they would have talked to anybody. But there's a car from what your death perception tells you is going to ram right into them. But they've just gotten so used to driving in the UK that they just past them and it's fine on a turn man i i've never seen like edinburgh i think for me is like just the greatest of there is no way you're going to get out of that without hitting a car and just they just do it like day in day out just like and they park on both sides of the street man this is we're old men no, but this is what this is about. It's like the difference. Because like you I think, started a podcast where we talk about how streets are smaller. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because like you think it's going to be the same and it pretty much is the same. But then it's just this shit that like after, you know, I've been in like nine months now. Like you just don't even notice anymore. Like it's like I've just noticed with accents. I don't really pick them up anymore. Yeah, when man. I was first year, I was like, look at all these different sounding motherfuckers. And now I'm just like, ah. You know, that's yeah, just you don't a, even know that's, that's the weird just a thing. person. You just don't your first two weeks are the ones where you're like, I will I you know, oh my god, this is different, this and then you're like, Yeah, I mean that's what that is. And then someone else will come and they'll notice something super fucked up and be like Like yeah. the one thing I was on for a bit was I came back to Canada for like a month and then I noticed how I'm like and I mind you I do have a joke about this, but how often like dudes just piss in the fucking street here? Yeah, that is totally fine. It's like a fucking there's so much piss. Like, this place is covered in piss. <laughs> Especially here. Like, I live behind, like, a major kind of going out it's bit. It's just piss. And this is just a street full of piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funniest thing, the other thing that I don't get here, you know. They uh, don't even try and hide. Like, I was telling my friend Marissa, it was like, because my friend John and Marissa came over here, and they were, and John thought that how many people just make out in public was hilarious. So but it's because there's no privacy. Like it's like that big city thing. It's like yeah. in New York, you see people just crying, walking down the street because they can't. They just can't. They do can't it. do it in their car. You know, that's <laughs> that's the thing. They don't that's, have a car. They don't have a car. But this is like the thing that I don't get here. I don't know why they do this because the public transport here is great. Like yeah, the public transport here is just awesome. And then people kind of tailgate my street. Like okay. they just. People come in with their car and their buddies and they park it and they just drink next to the car for like, like for like three hours. That I like a lot. But it's just why? Like just There's some shit we can just you can just I think there's an ultimate city for all of us and you just gotta pick because like not everything's gonna be good, but one thing I love about London is that you can just fucking crack open a beer and it's party time wherever the fuck you are, bro. Yeah, that's that's obviously I mean Going what you you've been back in Canada for how long now? Like seven months since December first of twenty seventeen. Yeah, so you basically left just before is. I got here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was was anything like going back to Canada where you were just like, holy shit, or did it just like feel well, like home? Going back immediately? was really nice because I got to do all the gigs that they reserve for people. But what who what live about in what about your life stuff? Like what about going into a party? Like this thing's clean. I can look up. 
Like, I have a car just again. Sports. Any of that shit? Yeah, just sports, sports and friends. But this place does sports so well. No, it doesn't. What do you mean? You think Canada sports better than the UK? Yeah. You think Canada's like more fucking support the team or is it just the sports they're playing? Like, you just can't get uh, into... Sports are playing. What are, you, what are your games? Uh, just like the regular four American ones where right. it's like no one... When I'm watching UK sports, I'm like, man, no one has to be athletic. <laughs> like they just completely cut out athleticism from any of these things. They've just they've just blinded us all with this skill. The athleticism isn't there at all. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like I mean, obviously, football is the uh, biggest sport in the world, hundred percent. But there's no like one league for it, so it's just harder to keep track of. What like is in who's the like? It's not constantly the best versus the best because it's spread around these five leagues. Yeah. But what about the Champions League? That's exactly what that's for. Yeah, but then. So what I'm saying is, like, there's no one league as in, like, the best players aren't localized within one league. So, yes, the Champions League is obviously the champions of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there could be a, there's a, for sure a player on the second, the team that t- came in second in that league that would play well on this team and then. Right, you know so people mean? just missed out. Which is what North American sports is, is. Like, these are the best basketball players in the world. These are the best hockey players in the world. These are the best. You know what I mean? So you, there's you, guys outside who can play in those leagues and just don't get the chance to for whatever reason because politics is the thing in any like, yeah. Endeavor, but I, but. I think I think that's like definitely like an American thing, kind of rubbing off. Like, because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but like it's good that it's spread out because there's like more different teams. You get to see like the players switch between them and all that stuff. Whereas like I think the American thing is like. Oh, I want to see the best in every please. single position. Of course I do. I want to like, see the highest level shit. Yeah. You just want to, you want to say like, Which I want the why top. why the World Cups like prob- was such an amazing uh, tournament because it's like, it's just fucking right there. But then like so many players miss out on the World Cup who are great because their country sucks. But that's the highest point. You know what I'm saying? That's Ch- the, the highest cha- level. Champions League level football is higher than World Cup level football. 100%. And most people would say the club level football is like... Like the the Premier League or like maybe the Spanish League, like that's the kind of highest over the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because like you know you got to grind out over so long. But I I mean, I definitely I like American sports and stuff. But I think Eng- the English do supporting so well. I find it so fucking obnoxious, man. The, the, just the, the fucking the songs. yelling and the singing. Stop fucking singing. There you go. This just is, watch a thing. This is this Shut is. Some, I like this. Here we go. This is the the grit like coming little, out. Well, it's just little cultural stuff essentially. That like, there's some cultural stuff where you're like, oh, cool. Like that's like this, and I don't care. So but, you're like, like drinking in the street. You're like, fuck yeah. Drinking in the street, singing, great. Shut singing. the fuck up with you singing. Yeah. What what about food? Like the food culture here. I think I like the. It's so funny because the ingredients are better, but the like just the chef is like. You think the ingredients we'll are better it. here? You think you think this is better produce than back in Canada? One hundred percent, yeah. Whoa, no dude, pesticides, that is, buddy. That is the complete opposite of really? Australia. Yeah, man, Australia. Like, just going to the supermarket here, I find one of the most depressing things. Like, which yeah, one do you go to? I live in like a pretty urban like area, but You're like a fancy boy. But no, no, no. It's in, like it's just urban, so it's like a lot of Tesco Express, a lot of Sainsbury's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just walking around, I just get sad. I'm like, this is a fucking sad tomato. Well, that's what. Yeah, I mean, you're going to Sainsbury's, you're going to like Expresses, and you know yeah. what I mean. You're going to like half stores. You don't go to like the fucking. But it's just in Australia, just like the supermarket, because again, the space. We just got the space that every supermarket's a fucking beast. Like it's so. There's so many aisles. Yeah, Canada too. I've yeah. I've forgotten what it feels like to be lost in a supermarket. I'm like, there's only four <laughs> fucking places things can be. You know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like you choose. It's uh, essentially the whole choice of moving somewhere is you're choosing 
A, or do you want to try this out, try this out, and maybe go back to something else? Or B, uh, are you? It's basically choosing like lifestyle or career. That's what it is. I mean, like if I move to like let's say I move to New York, which I mean my wife hates New York, so that's probably not <laughs> but like if I move to New York, it would be once again I'd be choosing career uh, of a lifestyle. Yeah, career of a lifestyle but because I know I know how I'm like happy without doing stand up, but also stand up part of how I'm happy. If that makes sense. But like I I find the London lifestyle thing great in the sense like there's just kind of always stuff on. Like I like the kind of farmers like markety yeah. stuff. Like I just kind well, of one thing just I also walk around just just roll. So for my like life, it's just like shit closes too early for me here. Shit closes too early here. Yeah, in London. Oh yeah, dude. Shit closes so early in Sydney. Like this what? is late night action. And I what? agree, it's too early for me too. I like late shit. But in Sydney, man, you can't get takeaway alcohol after 11. You can't get into a bar. After, really? You can't get into a club after 1. It has to close at 3. And most pubs close at midnight. That's nuts. Everything just closes at fucking 2 in Canada. Everything That's great. Across the board. I love and the then, late night thing. But then it's like 24 what about hour diners food? and shit too. Oh, 24 hour diners. But yes, that's the other thing was uh, like, it's the whole culture of like the one, the thing that England never had is because it's such a small country is fucking uh, the truck driver culture, which is like a lot of what the all night diner and like everything is. Yeah, that's exactly. Because it's like people in the car and they're driving somewhere like they can't get there like in between like little gaps. Yeah, man. Like so if you, you go, go out late. after midnight, you have to be fucked up here. You can't just like you go and start. get a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's the one thing that There's I... There's one all-night diner. There's one all-night diner that I found, and it was, like, in central London that was, like, the closest to my place when I was living in uh, South London. It was, like, in central London in Trafalgar Square, and for sure I would just watch some juice head punch out a guy who was just trying to eat an egg sandwich. <laughs> you were like, this is not what I came here for. Yeah, it was just some dude getting punched in the back of the head, which is fine. Like, that's great. Trust me. I'm, I'm here for fucking get dudes getting punched in the back of the head. I'm here. I live there. But... <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm also just trying to have, and then it was just like, like you just want to fucking, I don't know. It's just like little cultural things. The, the thing, the thing that I missed, as all right. So as my li- as my life here didn't work out like kind of exactly the way I wanted it, and new challenges that I didn't see arose, I would go back. I would kind of like just complain about the cultural differences that I missed about Canada. Right, so when you were confronted with like a kind of problem here, you were just like, ah, oh, but remember the American sports? Like it was all the best guys, exactly. right? But like, or it's well, like you know what I mean? You don't, you know, you don't get an audition you tried for. You're like, I'll tell you why I didn't get that audition. Because I can't get a goddamn cup of coffee after 10 p.m. If I would have a cup of coffee <laughs> after 10 p.m., you know what I mean? That's, and then you know, my wife's having a hard time, so obviously that makes my wife. Of course, life that's a, a huge, harder. huge fact. And I cannot stress enough how hard it is to have a fight in a relationship while there's a guy in a ska band in the next room. That that was the main thing. The proximity to ska. Proximity really? Ska was, uh, was, I mean, you Ska just... is neither here nor there, you know what I mean? Like, everyone makes fun of Ska because it's Ska. It's Ska. And it's funny and silly. It's the Jew of music. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> weak. They're weak. <laughs> so, Some of them are big. <laughs> the original, like real big Jew. That's my real, favorite uh, Ska band. The real big Jew. You know most boxers were Jewish in the 20s? What? Yeah. What? Which one of them? How many of them were your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> I hope all of them. I'm gonna keep this thing going, but yeah. So what? Just the the you you need the space. Like you've just kind of looked at me like I want that I want that space. I mean, summarize. I mean, long story short, legit. The reason I moved was probably like wife didn't like it. She was uh, we were becoming like problem drinkers. Um, we're just like it wasn't fun to be drunk anymore. So 
even if I come, like, I don't, because nothing's final in life. I can fucking move back here now that I know, like, you know, now that I know uh, what I like and don't like about it and kind of what to expect. Um, but I, I basically left because it's like Canada was just a better move for me right now and going home was better. Um, if I could do it again, I would, of course, do it all again. I had some great times and uh, met great people. But I don't know, maybe move in the states or something. It just do you, do you do you think you'd find the states easier than here? Just like I mean, because did I find the states easier here? Like, would you do you think there'd be more comforts from home when I was having a rough time? But, but the rough time would last longer because, like like I said, I can't stress enough how this is the best live comedy scene in the world. Because And what I mean by that, to expand on it earlier, if you're a stand-up, you'll get money here faster than you would anywhere else in the world. That's true. You do get paid quickly. You like get that. paid quickly. And you don't get paid regularly. You'll, like, you'll still, there's still, if you're looking sideways, there's still all the same status things of like, why is that guy closing and I'm doing the middle? Yeah. But you're still like, even just a little thing to keep you going, like, getting 50 pounds to close like a show because English people just come to live things. They do. They just, they turn up to stuff. They've yeah. got such a great kind of hunger because for Because their it. houses suck. And that's why... Their houses suck. Who that's wants exactly to stay in? why... Their houses are shit. It's exactly what it is. That's why they want to go out. That's why they're always at the fucking pub because their house the pub. sucks. Their house... Their house sucks. I reckon the live comedy industry installed all those loose wires into the ceilings of English apartments. <laughs> so they got some well, numbers. Like my buddy Mike said it best. He was like, most English people's lives are, they uh, in London are like, you take the train in, you drive your you drive your car, park at the train station, take the train in. Let's say, take the train at 7, you get there uh 7.30. These are all fucking arbitrary, obviously. <laughs> and then the train, the last train out uh, to your small village is at 10 p.m. So what you do is you work all day till about 5.30. You go to the pub, you have some drinks, you have pub dinner. And then you get on that train and you go. And then you're back home, watch Great British Bake Off, wake up, do it all again. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it is really interesting that way that they do just go to stuff. But also, like, they're just at the pub, like... The drinking culture here, just forcing you down that pub every day is absurd. <laughs> like, it, I've never seen a pool like it. Like, people like Australians drink a lot. No, because it's like... different level. Canadians I mean, and Australians, I would assume, drink to have fun. Yeah. it's fun. They don't drink every day. They don't drink because Friday and Saturday aren't the days where they're going to drink more. It's like, I, I'm going to drink tonight. It's like, I want to drink more tonight. <laughs> which is so sad. I mean, but... It's great. If you're a regular at a bar in Canada, you're fucking weird. Yeah, whereas, I mean, that's the thing here. You're just like, no, this is my local. Like, we just kind of have one down the street just because it's, it's there. And there's yeah. a thousand you can choose from. In Sydney, if you wanted to find a bar near you, you have to kind of pick one. You have to walk there. Whereas here, <laughs> it's just like, just here, stop walking somewhere. There will be a bar. I, I, I know someone here whose dad got drunk and drove their car through the side of the pub in the village they're from. And the pub didn't charge them anything because technically their dad paid for that pub like he's there every day having five beers he's put a down payment on that wall so for like 20 years yeah Jeez. like what's it like let's say four pounds of i mean that's probably a lot for a village but like four pounds for a pub for a pint yeah five 20 pounds a day for fucking 10 years you bought a wall you bought you bought a big wall <laughs> yeah. and you like they actually paid to in? fix his car exactly. they were like look man we just need you driving here every day for the next 10 years my kids need to go to school all right let's do that give me your keys you're sleeping here here's four here's uh four more pints yeah, right. that's, yeah that's what i mean that's what it is i mean 
There's, I know it's just, it sounds fucked up because like I wish I had like a absolute vitriol towards this place, but it's good and bad, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more interested about, I, I think you've done well and just be like, yeah, people are always out. Their houses are shit. We drink all the time it's, and it's really cool because you can drink anywhere, which yeah. I love, but then there's no space, which is why a guy gets punched when he's trying to eat an egg sandwich. Like I think you've actually, <laughs> I think you actually summed it up quite well. Yeah, man. And I, that's one thing I haven't been to New York yet, so I can't do that. Like, uh, I can't do that comparison, but it's a, it's, it's different to hear There's this has a community feel. New York does not. That's the, that's the main difference I think okay. between the UK and New York. And like, but I mean, maybe as a Canadian person, you find a little bit closer culturally, but like, I just go there and you're like, nah, this is just, this is just X number of people who are right next to each other. Whereas like, no, we live in London. Like here, it's like, we do live in London. You feel like yes. something. It's like, which part of London are you from? That's the thing that like, people want to know so they can place you within a little London circle. You know, it's like you up, down, London's east, a lot more like Toronto like that. Like people move to Toronto from different parts of Canada to live in Toronto. Whereas I feel like people in New York live to get something yeah they go to new york to get something and then they go to get something run the fuck away from new york and then they go like oh well you know and then they like the aspect of telling people they live in new york but also the the stupid thing they're working on yeah that's probably only got legs in new york it's like billy billy eichner can't go around yelling at people in chicago you know there's not enough people (laughs) on the street for him to yell at you know exactly just a different game people just be like fuck off dude just like i'm just i'm just sitting on a bench And New York, it's like, yeah, man, fucking talk to me. I'm on a bench. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a podcast? Let me, let me, let me, let me know. I'll put yeah, my Twitter on there. Population density, man. Like Sydney too. If Sydney, it sounds like Sydney and Toronto are very similar. But if Sydney had like a huge population, like a really dense six million people in like half the amount of area, then it would also then it would have a lot more comedy clubs, just because it'd be like. Oh, of course, I like the comedy side, do. but I just mean like I I, I find it funny because like London, I think kind of accepts the fact that there's going to be a bit of danger, there's going to be a bit of whatever, because it's a big fucking city, there's a lot of people trying to live here. Whereas like Sydney, if someone dies, everyone freaks out. Really? Like, yeah, so one person yeah, goes... Yeah, Toronto's like that too. One, yeah. one person goes down and we're like, what can we do to stop this ever happening again? <laughs> and it's like, fuck, I don't what know, What a bunch man. of fucking losers. Yeah, just like close... Murder is fine. No, just like close the... That's the thing, one dude died. That's why all the bars closed early. That was what? it. Yeah, that was the Australian government. Two people died at a music festival this weekend on pills. And then they're like, we're going to ban music festivals. Like, it's that thing where it's like, it's small enough that I think we can control it. You know, whereas like London, it's like, it's two people yeah. die. They're like, fuck, thank God, only two. Great. Uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's happening tomorrow? How many stabbings? Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. You know, that's, that's the thing. And I, I think I dig that. I think I dig the, the bigness of it where it's like, yeah, this is a big city. Shit's going to happen. Like, yeah, there's something very, very comforting about how vast it is. Yeah. It's like, the, like it's, it's kind of like... Um, you know, in a small place, if you fuck somebody, you know that at least five people in the street you're currently on are going to have a visual description of your dick. <laughs> Whereas like London, it's like, mate, no one fucking knows. Yeah, you can just move. You can move to zone three and no one will ever see you again. Yeah, just move one zone. Just, yeah. you just rotate around like spiraling out. Although sometimes I will run into people I don't like and I'll be like, this is the worst. I'm like, it's such a big city. Why do I'm running into the people I don't like? I've only bumped into someone once, I think, like straight up. Um, and that was at the Tate Modern Art Gallery. And we just got Ooh. here and it was someone who already, like lived in London. So it was like embarrassing for them to be seen just attending an art gallery in a city where they already Why? live. Why was it embarrassing? Because it's just like you fucking live there. You haven't caught it yet. Like you've been here like seven <laughs> years. You just want to check out the Tate Modern. 
That'd be like in Sydney, just catching me on like the Harbour Bridge. Like, hey, how you going, everybody? <laughs> I'm from Sydney. I have I didn't know this thing was here. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, look, mate, we've we've gone long. If anything, you good. Were, you were. You'll you do were the here. editing, right? I mean, still get edited. I don't, I don't. I think it's all gold, personally. I don't think. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's a single minute wasted. It'll get edited. It'll get edited too. It'll, it'll get sounded. It'll get sounded down with your fucking laugh right into that microphone. I'm just hearing it. And I'm like, well, this is this is an error. I thought you were a quiet Canadian man. Turns out you're a big, obnoxious North American. I'm just trying to have fun, Daniel. Okay, sorry. You say something funny. I'll, I'll just be like, no, just the pleasure. Okay. I feel pleasure. <laughs> I feel a lot of pleasure from that. How, how long till you're back in Canada? Because this is a, this is a whirlwind Buddy, trip. Next week, next week I'm back, and then I'm back in UK in May. Back in the UK in May, so like a yearly. You're on a yearly now. Yeah, buddy. Just popping in tourist visa. Pop in. Uh, I have a working visa. You have a working visa. Look at you. I have a Keeping working visa. Legit. Yeah, I'll be back in May, May and June and uh, August next year. If you want to. Catch me if you live in Canada for some reason. Uh, all my shit's on at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-T-T on Twitter and Instagram. Just follow me on Twitter. That's the only thing anyone cares about. I don't I don't, I don't, don't sponsor Fit Tea or anything, so you don't need to follow <laughs> me on Instagram. You get no good pics. I mean, I think you just check out his Instagram just to get a, just to get a glimpse of that huge dupe. You know? That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, what exactly you want to do. And you got, you got a comedy album out as well. Which is nice. Yeah, I got two albums called. One's called "Thank You, I Farted," and the other one's called "More Farting." Wow! And Double then, uh, album. <laughs> and then there'll be another one called I don't know. This time it's shit or something. <laughs> I have another album that I don't know if I'm going to release because I'm not really happy with it. Okay. <laughs> well, look, this this is the big plug from Dylan Gott, a man who's came, he's seen London, and he's bailed. Oh, but I should mention this: uh, all the albums online are a thousand dollars, so that's probably not a good thing. A thousand dollars. Yeah, I put them at a thousand bucks. That's actually a steal when it's in Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot like, uh, yeah, South South African rand. So it's a dollar. Okay, great. Good, good. Bring up with the South Africa. <laughs> I love that we've got actual South Africans on. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check their rand equivalency. It's it's real low. It's real low. <laughs> I went. I did some gigs there, and it was like this is the greatest country in the world. I was smoking cigarettes at the time, so they were like. Uh, finish your cigarette before you get on the plane. I was like, this is, this is Living. heaven. And then I went to like a shitty, like, it was just shithead. You know, it was like a, just a skateboarder's bar, I was told afterwards. But it was like super hip. And it was like every <laughs> shot was a dollar. It was amazing. Oh, that is the dream. London is anything but cheap. Oh, it's not cheap here. So if you think it's cheap, uh, don't do it. Actually, just before we started this episode, this lady was just like, oh, you guys just moved here? Coffee's expensive, huh? And I'm like, you are fucking white noise as a human being. Anyway, <laughs> she was filming something in my goddamn street. They shut the street down. To film stuff. Daniel Muggleton these doing are, big things. These are the big cultural things you can expect if you want to live in London <laughs> 2018. All right. Thanks, Dylan. Cheers Thank for coming down. Thank you very down. much for having me. So that was Dylan Gott, the loud laughing, big energy, big Jew, Dylan Gott. Not actually Jewish, I don't think. He could be. I never, never actually clarified that across the episode. But uh, I think that was, that was interesting, man. It was interesting to see that he still clearly has a high opinion of London. But he was just like, the life that he was living here was not enough with the lady, with the, with the real life stuff, you know? That's the thing. I think that's why a lot of comedians are single because our quality of life 
is so low that it can't really be tolerated by another person who isn't delusionally chasing their dream. You know, you don't you don't want like you don't want a regular person as a mirror reflecting the ridiculousness of your own life package you as you try to argue next to a scar band. That is something that will genu- genuinely stick with me for a long time. Just the just the idea of arguing about your relationship next to a guy who's practicing his trumpet wearing one of those ridiculous scar hats. You know, that's 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 too much. But it's cool. It was nice it was good to it was good to finally finally figure out why London people are out all the time because that baffles me. That's baffled me since I've been here. Just you, London, like even when the weather isn't good, you know, which is a lot of the time, right? These guys, these guys have got the Stockholm syndrome happening with that shit weather. They're like, whatever, man, I'm going out. It's my choice. It's my night, and they're just out all the time. And it makes sense. It's because the houses here are grim, dude. I don't know. If you've ever stayed here, I know like Airbnb means you really get to see how other people live. Uh, but generally, the Airbnb is like the nicer ones. But you just go around London, there are so many houses that are just straight up depressing. And I understand why it's worth spending some time out of them. Even if it costs you like 15 pounds for a few pints every day or like, you know, 10 pounds for a ticket to some comedy to go check that shit out just to avoid the house for a little bit, you know? That's a that's a good that's a good call from the Dylan. I'm glad that he was honest about Canada too, because you know, as I said, as an Australian person, I just I think we get compared to Canada a lot, and I think the general comparison is like, yeah, Australia might have the better weather, but Canadians are nicer, and they're a lovely, tolerant utopia of a society. And here's Dylan being like, nah, man, we all fucking hate Justin Trudeau. Uh, outside the major cities, is just as racist as Australia. And they have guns. That's the main thing. It sounds like Canada has more guns. I guess they've got like bigger dangerous creatures. You know, I think Australia would have more guns if spiders and sharks were fucking massive. Or the, I guess the sharks are big, but they're not on land. You know, you can't really justify buying a shotgun because you're worried about sharks. Whereas if you're dealing with like bears and polar bears and all that stuff, you can be like, yeah, I think I really need this shotgun. These things are, these things are coming out. I mean, also obviously they're like near Americans. So you've got to have a gun there to protect yourself that's just that's just good good self-management anyway dylan very charismatic dude please go check out his albums uh if you're in canada go check out a live show or if you're in the uk just strap into may next year as he said he'll be back uh i'm gonna put his twitter and his website and all that stuff in the description of the episode if you want to hear more about dylan got and i should just give him a little plug for he's got his own podcast the wrestler review they review wrestling, not not amateur wrestling. I think reviewing amateur wrestling would be a pretty hard slog, but this is like professional wrestling. You're WWEs, you're The Rocks, you're Stone Cold Steve Austins, and he does that with another fantastic Canadian, uh, Canadian comedian called John Hastings, who is excellent. John Hastings is one of the resident hosts of Late and Live at Edinburgh, which is like the prestigious late-night drunken showcase and he's one of the hosts there. So, you know, that's a, that's a hell of a ship. The Wrestler Review. You can catch Dylan on that. Uh, other than that, guys, that's, that's, the, that's Dylan got. We, got a, we got a little Canadian perspective with some secrets we're told. Uh, please, if you, if you enjoy the episode, give it a like, review it, all that stuff. And get around the Union Jackoff on Facebook at the Union Jackoff. 
And if you want to tell me anything that you've noticed about the UK, get in touch with my Twitter. It's all on the episode description, but just in case, at Dan Muggleton, D-A-N-M-U-G-G-L-E-T-O-N. Dylan Gott, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.